queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. go ahead and tell you folks that the name of this uh, episode is going to be called Rant Central because us three ladies have a shitload to rant about because a lot happened this week. But before we get to that, we got a guest who's got some ranting to do of his own because his upcoming opponent has been ducking him since April. April. So uh, the Indie Spotlight returns. We head up uh, to the Northeast to our man, Jay Bougie. Welcome to the show. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. No, definitely our pleasure. And before we get to Mr. Marvelous and your upcoming match and everything, we definitely want to get to know you a little bit better and everything. So we got a little bit of tradition. So I'm going to turn this over to my grill master's co-host. <laughs> uh, boss lady. How about it? First of all, welcome to our show. So it's hey. great to, you know, welcome our wonderful amazing independent wrestlers that kick ass just as much as you know everybody else out there um how did you get into wrestling as a fan as a fan it's crazy so um my earliest memory very cliche like everyone says you know when we was a kid probably like three four years old but i used to watch a lot with my mom and my dad <clears throat> so i was something like we always like connected with um my dad he had to move into virginia when i was younger he moved down there like my his side of the family and i was living with my mom and me and my mom, we always, we always just kept watching. Always kept watching. And the earliest member I, I have is Stone Cold, hearing that glass shatter. That glass shatter was just crazy. And just seeing how people react as people going crazy. I'm just like, yo, I want that. Like, 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 how can I get into that, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that really what got me into it, Stone Cold. And just seeing how fans just went wild. Oh, yeah. Even till this day, every time that glass breaks, Vince McMahon kind of craps his yeah. pants every yeah, time so it. It, it never fails it never fails <laughs> um well obviously you kind of you kind of mentioned this a little bit but a little bit more detail what was the actual moment that you realized that you wanted to pursue as an actual wrestler um I want to say I, I used to go to house shows a lot and um you know growing up, like I'm, I'm from New York City you feel me like we're from urban communities you know it's a lot of like usual sports football basketball baseball you know all that type of stuff and it was just like there was never no like outlet or platform to talk about professional wrestling mm-hmm. especially as you got a little older of course you know when we between ages from three to eight oh it's wrestling wrestling and as you get older oh everyone wants to be that one person that says it's fake everyone there's always that one person that, that wants to feel so big and bold about themselves like oh yeah it's fake you know it's fake is this and that it's like shut the hell up I'm not talking to you nobody was talking to you. So it was like damn you feel what I'm saying? So it was like, um, I in a way I kind of like, I was like, all right, you know, 
if I get to it, if I can, but there's no way to get to it. So I went to a house show, and I think I seen, like, Kalisto wrestling Ryback. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> like, like, I can do this. You feel me? And not, and, and not on some, like, a knock to, like, him. Like, oh, well, if he's doing I can do it. Just more, like, it was inspiration. Because it's like, all right, this is a smaller statue guy. You feel me? It's not always a six 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 nine muscle heads out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's out there doing it. I'm just like, all right, like, all right, I I could do this. That, that kind of like gave it to me. I, was like, I, I could do this. And then I went to college for one year. I went to Dowling College in Long Island and um, really small school, not a lot to do, like nothing to do at all. Honestly, the most we would go do is play basketball, probably like at six at the gym. And other than that, everybody was in their rooms, like not a lot going on. The Wi-Fi was terrible. I couldn't play my Xbox how I wanted to play it. And then I'm just sitting down in the room one day and I'm just like, I right, like either I'm going to really do this wrestling. Like, I'm going to really do this or I'm going to play basketball. Because the following year, I was going to play for my, my college. It was a, there was a Division two school. Okay. So it was cool. You know, I'm like, right, I'm going to do that. But then I just sat down, grabbed my computer, typing up pro wrestling in New York City. And then two schools came up. It was another school that was out in Queens. And then WW with Johnny Rods. Um, and I'm just like, all right, well, what the hell is a woo? Like, what is that? You know, like, huh? And then I was just looking at it. I was like, either I'm going to go to the, to the school where the other guy was at, where, you know, he has a successful career, or I'm going to go to the school with the WWE Hall of Famer. It's kind of like, a no, it was a no-brainer for me. You feel me? I'm going to go to the guy who was there, the guy who worked for them, the, the guy who literally is in the Hall of Fame. Like, what? You know? <laughs> so that that's kind of what got me into it. And then I just, I've been with Johnny. I was with Johnny for three years. I was in for three years. Um, I just left now because of the pandemic. Cause the only thing we like being with Johnny, like Johnny's amazing. He's an amazing person, but like he's real old school. Like you can't do you can't do indies and be there. You know what I'm saying? It's like they just want you to be there. That's that that's the old guard because it's like you're their product, and then they want to protect you. You want to make sure you're good. You want to make sure you're safe. You have the smarts to be out there because there's a lot of like funny stuff that go on out here, and if you not like hit the game and knowledgeable of it, you can mess up your career without even knowing it. You know, so be underneath that that tree, that wisdom of of Johnny Raz, a, a true WWE Hall of Famer, is like it was nothing but lessons and stories. Like it was really amazing. But the pandemic happened, and there was no wrestling. Like I said, I'm from New York. I just moved out to Jersey City though. But I'm from New York. There's nothing going on, and like I'm seeing my peers like down in Florida, maybe North Carolina, just all over, and they starting to wrestle. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, damn, like I I can't just sit here no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I can't. So. I got my first real indie show at Pro Wrestling 2.0 in uh, Florida. And that kind of like gave me a taste of it. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Like, this is how it is, you know? <laughs> and this was before I was bougie. This was just me just being bougie, just going out, just having having fun. So I finally like got into it. But yeah, the pandemic was really big. Um, I had a lot of different influences that made me want to perform. Because I love performing. That's just, that's just pretty much who I am. Like, I love being in front of a... A audience. I love just making people smile, making people sit, hate me, throw the middle finger at me, whatever it is. I get a reaction. You know, I'm I'm having fun. And then um, a big big influence on like who my character is was uh, a late rapper who died was Pop Smoke. Like I watched a lot of like his videos and every, all the videos had he's performing in front of crowds and he's having fun. Yeah. You, know, you want to have fun while you're doing this. You want to make sure what you're doing is something that you like truly enjoy. So there was a whole bunch of stuff during the pandemic that just pushed me in, and I finally got into it. Yeah, I mean, it's like I can tell because it's like I, I saw like a couple of your videos, the Sunday service videos and everything. Oh, yeah. It's like it, yeah, and it's like I can tell like your energy and everything just like 
Oh, it's like if you're doing that on video, imagine in front of you in a crowd and with the mic and everything, it's like going, damn. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to say that because with um Sunday service was kind of like my coming out party because mm-hmm. like I said, pandemic wasn't doing a lot. All, all I could do was cut a promo. And to be honest with you, I hated cutting promos. <laughs> I hated it. You feel me? It, it wasn't like I could never talk. It was just more so like, how do I want to talk and who I, who am I when I talk? You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, we just went up to Pennsylvania, uh, Cowboy. We go up to this place called The Sanctuary. And we, we do our little training and stuff. And he was like, all right, so we come promos. Promos? I ain't come here to cut a promo. I wasn't ready for this. Like, what, what the hell am I talking about? I ain't wrestling in like a year. What, what am I going to talk about? It was like, yo, just be you. Like, all the, the emotions you feel in, everything that's built up inside of you, like, just be real. I was like, all right. So that first Sunday service, I, I let it fly. I let it fly there. Like everything where it's like, you know, like I'm I'm not a number two. You feel me? I was always number one. You feel me? I was always a main guy. You feel me? Like I was like heavyweight champion for three plus years. One ring. Mm-hmm. Never lost. Wow. Never lost. I was the first ever dual champion in, in company's history. Carried both belts for eight months. Nice. You feel what I'm saying? Like I got the accomplishments there and it's like I feel like I wasn't getting the respect that I earned. You feel me? I, I don't like to yeah. say deserve because you feel me, we gotta we gotta work for everything in this life. We gotta work for it. So it's like I feel like I earned it. I feel like I like my resume definitely speaks for itself. And I let that fly. I'm just like, you know, like a, a big thing was like people would call me not by my name, like what I was saying to you right before we started, where it was like the I'll wear like Spider-Man tights, I'll wear Black Panther tights. You feel me? Like I'll wear like different stuff. They'd be like, oh let's go Spider-Man or, oh, all right, Black Panther. It's like, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're happy I'm wearing it. I Trust me, I get it, but that's not my name. Nah. You know what I'm saying? That's not my name. Like, call me by my name. And it, it, it would just start getting frustrating. And it's like, why is this happening? And why, like, like what's going on? I feel like you're not respecting me. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, why was I at WW? Was another guy named PJ Savage. Great influence on me. Damn near, like, took me underneath the wing when I came in there. And he was heavyweight champion for three years. We was the longest reigning champions there, like oh, wow. ever. And um, when he come out, the crowd is hot. It's hot. It's like, you know, it's like they, they ready for it. They feeding for it. Like sometimes I come out, it's like they hot. Sometimes, eh, sometimes I got to pull it from them. I'm trying to see like, what am I missing here? Because I pay attention. I pay attention to everything. I'm not going to be ignorant to anything or, or oblivious. It's like, I know I got stuff to work on and I want to keep working. I want to keep evolving. I want to keep doing these things so I can get better. And I looked at it. I wasn't connecting. Bushi wasn't connecting. Now, me being Jay Bougie now, I'm connecting. Why? Because I'm being real. I'm being who I am. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm being authentic. Like, literally, how I am on in these videos, in the match, is how I am if I'm chilling with my friends outside. I'm talking the same way because it's like, I feel like authenticity and being a genuine person is what connects the most. You feel me? Like, you listen to a lot of these greats, a lot of these legends, and they be like, hey, this is me on a thousand. It's like, I don't feel like this is me on a thousand. I feel like this is just me just who I am right you know what I'm saying it's just like before the happy rah-rah baby face I wasn't me I, I can do I could be that baby face but me you know I, I got a chip on my shoulder I let it be known I let it be known I'm very unapologetic about it because it's like I see what's going on out here I see the the level of talent that are in certain places and it's like hats off to everybody that's doing this to be doing this I respect for you but at the same time it's like I know I'm putting in that work that's 10 times what it is mm-hmm. you know it's like you you put me in the ring with just a small opportunity, a small moment, I'm going to take advantage of it. Like last night, I was at XWA, the Revolution, and that was on Fight TV, 15,000 plus streams last mm. night. The biggest crowd I ever worked, probably like 200 plus people. Kurt Angle was on that show. You got people, you got Chris Bay who was there. 
Chris Masters, who's now Chris Adonis, who I stomped out, by the way. I was yeah. I stomped nice. him. I stomped him out. Yeah, I got Taven. Uh, I got um, Vincent, a whole bunch of people from ROH. Like, I'm sharing a locker room with these guys, you know, and it's like, I took advantage of every moment that I had when I was in the ring with those guys. Yeah. So I was like, just give me a moment. I'm going to make it happen. That's all I need. Just give me that. Just a little bit. That's it. You give me that, you messed up because now I'm taking everything. <laughs> I'm taking everything. Uh, came to collect, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you mentioned Philadelphia and uh, Jolie's our Philadelphia expert. So I'm going to turn this over to her. Okay. Oh, because well, I only lived there for like 10 years. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so you were saying like, you know, you had this great match last night with 15,000 streams, 200 people live. Would you consider that one of your craziest matches or is there another one that you would consider one of your crazier matches? Honestly, I can say I got two. I can say two. Last night, definitely for real, because that was a moment. Like I came out and it's like, you'll see in the video, it's like, I'm just looking like, damn, like, all these people here. And it's like, I got a reaction too. I, I the being, being up in uh, Massachusetts working with XW in Rhode Island, I was there for a couple of weeks and it's like I ain't been there in a while. And it's like I came on number 29. So it's like when I came out, it was like, oh, like Bougie's here. And it's like I perform my own music. I do my own music. I do my own theme song. I do all the stuff on my own. So it's like there was one of the guys who was there who funny have it, he flicked me off every time he seen me. Every Thursday I go to XWA, F you, F you, this and that was going crazy. And then one day we were just going out on Facebook. He's like, you know what? I respect you, but I don't like you. Just started going back and forth at it, end up turning him into a fan. And then it's like, I see him with my t-shirt like this. Just throwing my t-shirt up and everything. I'm just like, damn. Yeah, my, my dog is crazy. But um, I'm just like, damn, you know, it's like I'm connecting with people like that. It was fire. And it's just like, I'm in the ring with people who used to be in WWE. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, I'm in there with people that in uh, NAW, Impact, all this type of stuff. So, like, it was crazy because, like, I shared that moment with them. I was in, I was there. You know, when you look back at this match, I'm in that match with them. You look back at that card, I'm on the same card as Kurt Angle, WWE Hall of Famer. And it's funny, I seen Kurt, I, I, I never get starstruck, but for, like, a slight moment, I was like, oh, damn, that's Kurt Angle. That's Kurt Angle right there. Like, it was just crazy because, like, I worked so hard for everything. And it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more of the respect that I deserve. And it, it, was, it, was just, it was just amazing, like literally amazing. And I was final five. And like I said, I stomped out Chris Masters, who's Chris Adonis now. So I can't, I can't complain about that. But prior Yeah, to- no, actually, thank you for that, because I could never stand him in WWE. I thought he was the Yo, biggest it's crazy. prick. It's, and this is the thing. It's like, I, rem- I can literally remember all those Master Lock challenges. I can remember all of them all of them and i hated it i hated it i hated me do it i hated all of it so it's like now i'm there i'm like i'm gonna stomp you out now all the times you made me mad when i was a kid i'm about to i'm, I'm gonna pay it back that's awesome i love it i'm gonna pay it back it so. was it's actually him that uh every time i i cannot listen to uh crazy train by ozzy osbourne without his chest going up and down yeah, it was so crazy. And you, yeah. know, you know what's funny with him, too? He's, he's a cool dude. Like, we're in the back, right? And he just takes out the Beats pill, just playing his playlist, just vibing, just playing great music. I'm like, I, I, I like you back here. You're cool back here. Back in here, the, cool. In the ring, it's like kick rocks, though, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't stand you in the ring. I can't. Um, what was the second match? The, the second, second match would be, um, it would be at WW, we had... Um, we used to do these, these boss bro matches, boss bro shows, pretty much like Survivor Series in a way. And it was called Savage Boss Bro. So it was me, 
my guy uh pj savage and uh two two other guys that train with us and um named uh big al and ivan you'll you'll, you'll probably hear about them you, you hear about them soon and um we was going we was going up against the, our guys and it was just like that was probably like the most energetic crowd that i had up until that point in my career because it's like i'm in gleason's gym it's really like family and friends and everything and just like the, if I, I swear to God, I feel like I was on like Monday Night Raw or something. The crowd was just going crazy. You felt all that energy and just everything. It's like the guy who's in the ring, we murdered him. We murdered him. It was like each move built up to the next one. It went from an enziguri to like I think he did a um, like an Alabama slam. Then I slid in the ring. The way I slid in the ring was so fire. Everyone's like, "Yo, you look like Randy when you slid in there." Because I just slid in there just. <laughs> so smooth so smooth and, and randy's a smooth dude so i took that like a compliment i slid in there i didn't with the nastiest spear i've ever hit then i picked him up i threw in the pg pg gave him the, the full nelson slam and it was just like yo like people's going crazy at that time i had both my belts so I'm, I'm like this like that you know put my belts up i'm having fun and everything but like, i was cool because i was able to do that stuff with guys like i trained with guys who i was coming up with like the last three years and everything where it's just like all right we got this moment here and like we wasn't getting a lot of recognition at WW. A lot of people didn't look at us and try and respect us because, like, we didn't have the biggest shows. We didn't do this and that, but we have the talent. Our talent is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like we could go up with anybody, with literally anybody, without a doubt. So in that moment, it, it was really fun. But I'll definitely say those, those two matches there definitely did it for me. But last night was amazing. Last night was amazing. And it's funny because, like, I was just getting so impatient because I'm like, damn. The Royal Rose is my favorite pay-per-view, but you just waiting all day. And I was number 29. 29. So when the match started, it didn't even start for me yet. I'm just here chilling, just like, oh, okay, well, there he goes. Oh, he's coming back. Oh, there he goes, too. It's crazy. And, and Gangrel was there. I forgot to mention Gangrel was there. Oh, that's cool. I heard that brood music. I was like, I ain't gonna lie. I went over there. I looked. I was like, oh, this is crazy. It's like, <laughs> I'm seeing all these guys that's like, when I turn on, well, then the WWE Network, I'm watching eight matches. I'm watching eight entries. I'm watching all this stuff, and I'm on the same card as them. Dude, I'm in the, sharing the same ring as them. You know, it's just like, damn, like, wrestling is fun. This is fun. All right, well, before I get to my next question, I just wanted to say, you said something about it's you're not the biggest person. You're, it's your skill. And I am probably one of the biggest Becky Lynch fans, even though I've cussed her out the past couple episodes because I want her ass to come back. But the way that you were telling your story reminded me a lot of Becky. You know, she wasn't the greatest or the most athletic, but when she got the skill and they started loving it, and then you're talking about, you know, being the baby face when she's like, like you like literally had like the same correlation as she did in my head, you know, like, you know, like you, you rivaled that because like, you know, you're like, well, this is who I am. I'm not this person. I'm not that person. Stop calling me Wakanda forever. Stop calling me Miles Morales, Spider-Man, you know, literally, because if they, if they called you the other Spider-Man and they're blind as hell, they called you, you know, Peter Parker, then they're idiots. You know, <laughs> you're more Miles Morales than anybody else. Cause, <laughs> Cause he, they're more athletic than he is. And he's probably like my favorite Spider-Man to be perfectly honest. But it's like, you know, them doing that was like, I felt like that, that disrespect, like to me, that disrespects people like Johnny Gargano too, because he comes out decked out in like the Marvel Star Wars gears. Like if that's what you rep, rep it. And like, I, that, that's very disrespectful because like, if they're calling you that, like, yeah, I get it. They like it, but that's not who you are, but that's part of who you are. You know, like yeah. you're embracing 
something that like a nerd like myself like dude all right i like you just because of the tights or because of like a a shin guard or something like that like as much as i hate seth rollins you know when he came out with the the gauntlet boot from Thanos, like i had to respect that like you know i i despise seth rollins with the a thousand intensities of the sun but when he came out in that gear that was what i like you know okay i respect that so it's crazy with Seth Rollins. So I, probably this moment too did it for me. I watched this redesign, rebuild, uh, reclaim documentary, right? And um, this was like right after. So it was it was the first WrestleMania when it was in Dallas when Stone Cold, HBK, and McFolio came out. I'm just like, yo, what? I'm like, damn, like I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. It's crazy. And I watched Seth's documentary, and I'm not gonna lie, I watched it and I, I got teary eyed, like. It, it brought an emotion from me where it was just like, I, f- I feel like I felt him in that moment where it was like, yo, you work so hard. It's like, you're not there yet. Like, I could feel that WrestleMania. I could feel the power going. I could feel all that stuff. And it was like, to be very honest with you, it was Seth Rollins who, like, really pushed me. Like, looking at that documentary, that pushed me. Like, like literally, I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Because, like, if I could feel that emotion that you felt and I never stepped in the ring yet a day in my life, this is this is love for me. This is real for me. Like, I got to do this. I'll be doing myself a disservice if I never did it. And that's the number one thing for me, too, is, like, I don't want to be mad old, like, oh, man, I should have, I should have. Like, I'm going to try. The worst that could happen is if it don't happen. You know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely going to give it my all. And I, like I say, I tried. I say, like, I, I really put my best foot forward, and then I really did it. But I used to love Seth Rollins a lot. But, like, now I just see him as competition. I can't wait to punch him in his face. I want to punch him. I want to punch Roman. I want to punch all these people who people think are the best. Kenny Omega, <laughs> all of them. Like every single. I, I, wanna... I would pay for the Kenny Omega one more than anything else. Listen, and you know, and th- this is what's gonna happen. Like I'm very big with this, but it's like no. So like a lot of people ask me this question, where it's like, oh, like where do you want to go? This, this, and that. And just like to be honest with you, if I got opportunity and you you throwing the green at me, the money, you be like yo, bougie, come here, we gonna do this. I'm gonna go. But no matter what route I take, I am going to be in WWE. I am. I am going to be a WWE champion. I am going to main event WrestleMania. I am going to do all this stuff. It's not a matter of like, like if, it's just when. So if I got to go to MLW for a little bit and be down there with Jacob Fatu, who is a hell of a dude. I was on the same card as him before. Mad cool. Like super cool dude. I'll go, I'll go up to Jacob Fatu. If I got to go over to um, New Japan, I, I got to get it with Switchblade or any of the members of Bullet Club that's over there. We could do this. I got to go to AEW. You want to throw Hangman at me? You want to throw Omega at me? You want to throw anyone at me? We can do this. We can do all of this because this is what I want. I want to punch all of them in their face, every single one of them. And this is always going to lead up to me getting to WWE. When I get to WWE, I'm I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work my way up. You feel me? I'm, I'm not naive. I know I got to work my way up. I'm going to work my way up. And as I work my way up, I'm just going to punch everybody in the face. Until it's time for me to punch Roman Reigns in the face. Until it's time for me to punch Seth Rollins in the face. Give me Randy Orton. I can't wait to face me. That's my dream match right now, Randy Orton. Give me Randy Orton. I want to face Randy Orton so bad because he is sick. He is. He's just a sicko. I can't wait to face him. Randy's amazing. He's doing it right now. I want to face him. It will be him and Seth for sure. And Roman, of course, too, because Roman, Roman be talking so tough. He talks so tough, and and he think he be wearing nice Jordans and stuff. His his sneakers suck. It sucks. sucks. Oh my god, I hate it. I hate. Like that's what I'm saying. It's just like I look at everybody doing. Y'all just laying the foundation for me. Lay the foundation for me. So when it's time for me to come up there, 
I'm that pillar. I'm that guy that's in just doing what I got to do. You know, I think you'd be a perfect addition to Hit Row with Swerve and them. You no, know it's honestly. Funny? It's funny. My last three, the last three that I've done, everybody has said that. They're like, yo, yo, you're giving me Hit Row vibes. You're giving me Hit Row vibes. Yeah, you, you honestly are, dude. It's, I'm it's like, completely I'm like, awesome. I'm like, listen, I'm down for that, right? But one of my boys me like, yo, you, you should join Hit Row when you get there. I'm like, nah, Hit Row should join me when I get there. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I, I've got comparisons to Swerve. Give me Swerve. Me, me and Swerve, we, we could do some business. We could definitely tear that house down. But at the end of it, it it's, it's going to be mine. That's all going to be mine. You feel what I'm saying? It's just like, let them come over to me because it's like, y'all good? Y'all doing your thing? It has to. So I love what they're doing because like, they're showing a bit more like representation where it's like the authenticity of the culture and who we are within urban communities. And I love it. But it's like, I'm raw. I'm unfiltered. You feel me? I get a little bit of filterness. Just, just a tad bit. A little from them. Just a tad bit from them. I'm not going to be filtered. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Cut. Because like, I, I want to show where it's like, this is who we are. This is what we do. And it's like, y'all doing a little bit, but I'm going to take it to another level. So hit road. We could get right. We could do some business. We definitely talk. But like, like, I, like I'm telling you, I'm going to come across all these people. And it's like, I'm not in a sense, just talking bad about them because I respect all of them, big ups to all of them. And I and I respect and appreciate all the work these guys are doing. Like the New Day, the, it's funny because the New Day brought a different type of representation. Street Profits brought a different type of representation. Um, Hit Road brought a different type. All these guys are bringing different types, but it's like, I am the type. You understand what I'm saying? Where like, it, it's, it's me. Like all that that's there, let me be real. Let me give it to you raw. I'm, I'm going to show you to something different. It's just like, I want to work with all of them, all of them. Well, you answered part of my question. Your dream opponent is basically everybody. Um, <laughs> but do you have a dream tag team partner to take on the world with? A dream, my baby brother, my baby brother Bryce. I love him so much. He he told me he want to be tag team champions with me. Like, and it's funny actually. Right now, he's on a flight to Florida because he's in the Junior Olympics. He does track. So my, my my boy is on his way out there to do his thing. I'm 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 a little upset I can't be there with him right now because it's just like I love him so much. Like he like. It was during a certain time where it's like I was going through something. It's like he gave me the most authentic and genuine just love that I needed. Every time I seen you run to me, John, I miss you. I love you. Like he calls me. We talk about wrestling and everything. Like like the other day, he knows Stone Cold, my favorite wrestler. He made me like a poster of Stone Cold. And then right after, he he, he a little asshole sometimes. Right after, he's like, but he's a tribal chief, Roman Reigns. I'm like, ah, oh, get out of here with that. Like, what's what's up with you? And then he was funny because he was like, oh, yeah, little Jay Bushy. I'm like, oh, 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 you talk now, huh? But we were going a little bit, but it's like, I spoke to him. Uh, we went to, um, we had, we did, he did AAU, like, I think it was March. He was on a bus down there. I was like, yo, like, I know you're young, but like, do you know what you want to do? Because he, he ate, but it's like, he's very, he can articulate himself very well, very well. And we were just talking to him. I was like, yo, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to do track. I was like, is that what you want to do? He's like, yeah, but he's like, I want to be a wrestler like you. I want to wrestle with you. I want to be tag team champions with you. And then, like, I somehow proud I was him. He just started crying. He just hugged me, and just like tag team champions for sure. Like I'm like I was already saying like, I'm, I'm gonna start training him soon. I'm gonna start getting him right soon. Like I want him to when it's time for him, he's actually able to get in the ring. I want to be ahead of everybody, Aww. ahead of all of them. So it's like I see Ray Mysterio doing his bob with his son. You know, I I, I see family members that's in there doing things. Look look at the Usos. The Usos is doing it. I mean, it's different with family, and it's like Bryce be at all my shows. He be yelling, he be screaming, all that type of stuff. And it's like I see the love in there. Like we was chilling, and it's like he go on my computer. He started playing WWE theme songs. I just got 
a flashback to when I was his age, and that's all I was listening to, you know? And it's like, I, I love that kid so much. So it's like, I'm doing all, all this right now is for my family. All is for my family. I got I got two other brothers. I got another brother who's 13. His name is Xavier. Smart. Smart as hell. This kid is really big into technology. And he actually jumped a barricade at one of my shows. I thought my career was over. He, he hopped over and pushed the guy I was wrestling. I was like, oh, man, I'm done. This is over. He squared up with him and everything. But just like, that's my boy. And then I uh, got my other brother named Roland. Y'all, he 18, but like he, he still he's still doing his vibe too. He want to do different things. But it's like, I want to open up all these doors for my family, whatever I got to do. So that, that's my motivation. That's why I was like, whenever I get a moment, I'm going to yeah. take advantage of that moment because who knows what's going to happen again. Well, it's like you've seen like all these families come up to the um, in the wrestling world over the years. It's like you got like the Von Erics, the uh, I don't want the, the Romans, like whole lineage and everything. Yeah. You got Mysterios and everything. Who knows? It's like your family could be next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, like the Fatus, they running this thing. We were talking to Jake. I'm like, yo, down the Noe family, like, yo, bro, y'all everywhere. Yeah. Like a hundred of y'all. All of them. <laughs> like, Damn. One way or another. And to add to that, you know, to hang to that, um, uh, to add to that family, uh, somebody is coming, supposed to come back, um, around Survivor Series. So we'll have The Rock back in the ring. Give give me him, him and I on the microphone. (laughs) Come out on the microphone. I promise you. And it's funny because I dead don't like The Rock because I'm a Stone Cold fan. I don't like him. But he's crazy on the microphone. He talks crazy on the microphone. And so do I. Give me a microphone. We could go at it all day. All day. Nice. All, day. all day. Oh, man. All right. August 14th. Funhouse Wrestling. Bringing August. the house down. You and Marvelous. American Duck. Luchador title cha- championship. Okay. So you said he, he's been ducking you since April. But how long has this been going on between you two? April. It's actually been going on between us since like about February. Okay. Part because so so the, the the full story is went to the Titan Championship uh wrestling uh event and we had these little tryout matches and for some reason he got two matches while everybody else got one. And it's like why are you giving him a second chance? If he ain't do it, then he ain't do it. You know? And okay. all right, whatever. So then we get a phone call like, hey, we're bringing in a new title with Magic American Luchador Championship. And we do a fatal four-way. And I look at the graphic. He stole my whole pose. He posing like me. Got a chain on, just dressed like me, everything. Like, what's up with you, bro? So if we get to the match, he don't pin me. He pin somebody else that ain't been around in four months. He walk around like he a champion. Because everybody <laughs> knows, if you want to do a first time ever, you have to beat the first ever. I'm the first ever longest reigning champion in WWE history. I'm the first ever dual champion in WWE history. So it's like, if you want to do first ever stuff, you got to come after the first ever. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And he took the cowboy out. He going to pin another guy. So then I'm like, yo, I'm next. I, I, I want my one-on-one match. And then they're going to make me go through all these hoops and stuff. Like, oh, bougie, you're, you're. They, first of all, they announced me without even talking to me about a match. The main show that we had. I said, listen, I'm not going. I'm not. And it was, I said, listen, I got 24 hours to either give me a title match or give me what I want. So they said, you know, we'll give you a number one contenders match. And they replied in 12 hours. Why? Because they knew what's up. They know I'm the star. <laughs> and they know I'm the foundation of this company. They know what it is. Right. So, Somehow, some way, the number one connected match is against his boy, Daniel Alexander. Of course, it's okay. his boys. And what did I do? I beat him. He was as a stepping stone and went on to the next level. And now I'm your new number one contender. Like I said, I would. Took him out. So then the perfect scenario is my birthday, June 19th. I just turned 24. Marvelous. Jay Bougie. Getting ready to go at it. And all of a sudden, the show gets canceled because of rain. It didn't even rain that day. It didn't even rain. 
So this guy has been ducking me forever. And it's getting frustrating because it's like, now, now you're trying to deny me of my greatness. You're trying to deny me of what's rightfully mine. You're trying to deny me of being bougie, being a champion once again, right? So then it was July, yeah, July 17th. Same thing happens. Somehow, some way, Marvelous can't show up to the show. That was when our next match was going to be. He can't show up. So now I'm off the card. Now I've got nothing to do. And now I'm getting frustrated, right? But but this is the funny part. His boy, Daniel Alexander, performed on that show and went to the other show to go fight him for his little medallion. Like, we're professional wrestlers. Why the hell do we care about medallions? What is going on here? So, okay. So, right? Yeah. We move on. And then he loses medallion, too. He lost. He lost his medallion. So I'm like, you, you beat this guy four of the times, right? And then you think you're gonna beat me? Are you crazy? You crazy? And then right. he, he wants to talk hot, like, oh, Jay Bougie, I'm here at UWA because I was supposed to be. That's supposed to be in a tag match. But you know, I got the phone call to go to XWA. He's like, oh yeah, I'm here. You're ducking me. You're ducking me. But it's like, while you're there wrestling in a yard somewhere where they don't have no lights after eight o'clock. I'm main event in XWA with 15,000 plus streams on the same show as your idols. I'm stomping out your idols. I'm doing this in front of 200 plus people. So we're different. We're cut different. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So now coming up on August 17th, he can't run no more. And I'm going to beat his ass. I am. I am. Because the worst thing you could have done was make me wait. So August 17th is going down. And I, I can't wait because he can't run no more. He, he, and if you look on Instagram, he he been stealing my flow. He's been saying, God bless. He's been stealing my music. He's been stealing everything. So it's like, ah, you think you're funny. You're you trying to antagonize me. I got something for you. <laughs> I got something for you. Oh, my God. Are y'all styles the same or? Hell no. He just copied me. <laughs> Hell no. He just want to be me. Like Jay Bougie 2.0. Yeah. Like 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 a dollar value me. He only go around talking about oh my light shadows are lurking. My light. He's the type that wears sunglasses in a club. That's the type of person he is. It's like what is wrong with you, bro? Just shut up and just, just be a competitor, bro. Just be a competitor. That's what you gotta do is be a competitor. I mean, he's great when he wants to wrestle, but he's an even greater coward. He runs and ducks like. I don't get how you could duck like that. And it's just like, wow, man, you're going to do everything in your power to not face me. But I get it. You stand across the ring from me is different, different type of energy. You feel me? I'm going to look you in your soul. I'm going to look you dead in your face. I'm going to let you know, like, you food. You a food right now. He's scared. Very much. <laughs> Very much so. Okay, so wait, did I have the date wrong? It's like 14th or 17th? 14th. Well, I apologize. It is the 14th. Okay. Yes, okay. I'm thinking of the last one. Yes, 14th, August 14th. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You feel me? Like it's so much going on. I'm even getting the dates wrong because it's like everything's supposed to be happening. He running and ducking, moving dates around, moving all this stuff around, all this type of stuff that he does is crazy. Well, I'm gonna get a little bit of a jester in my veins here and everything. I'm gonna say, marvelous. Do yourself a favor. Just get it over with. Get this ass whipping over with, because you can't duck forever. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Ay, 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 ay. All right. Well, before we let you go, tell everybody where we get, where we can find you at social media, any websites it's, or anything like that. J Bougie everywhere. J B O U J I I. I'm everywhere with it. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Pro Wrestling Tees. Definitely go get my t-shirts. I have very nice t-shirts. Go get my t-shirts. Actually, Marvelous is on the t-shirt. I'm hitting with the Yobi Yutter. Go check that out. <laughs> go check that out. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, you should have like a bulk of them there that night and everything. Just selling like, oh, here, here's a preview of what's about to happen. 
You're right. I might actually just do that. Thank you. Great idea. Great idea. Jay Bougie, man, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for joining us and best of luck on your match. Go, go get your gold, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually about to head out to the show right now. I got a fatal four-way match. I got to go kick some more people in the face, punch some more people in the face. Usual work. It's Usual a regular work. Sunday service. <laughs> Hit him up, man. Hit him up. Thank you so much for joining us and best of luck on everything. Thank you. Oh, that was so much fun. I love when we have our indie wrestlers on. Uh, but yeah, like I said in the beginning, this is Rant Central. Jay Bougie did his rant. Now it's time for us to do ours. And I'm going to go to Monday night. And I know the boss lady was pretty ticked off about one or two things. So, Kayla, floor is yours. Okay. First of all, I want to say it was so nice to hear no words back for Jeff Hardy's entrance. No more words. What did I say? Well, okay. I forgot a word. Well, anyway. Um. Really nice to hear it. Um, then it was the NXT champion carrying Cross's debut on Raw. Just to let you know, Mr. Mc- uh, Vince McMahon, I saw something Triple H is angry at you because he lost. Um, but anyway, besides the fact, um, I was a little angry that he did lose because his defeat undefeated streak is broken. But that's not what got me upset is what the tweets that were mentioned after the fact people were saying cross ain't all that great he's not dominated he can't do nothing without his scar uh, without his girl scarlet being in his corner um it was just basically they turned against him because they lost his match well kudos uh kudos to the fans that actually do stand against him um, regardless if they lose a match, win a match, or whatever. Um, I will say this. People that are talking shit that he can't do nothing without Scarlet in his corner, that's bullshit. Look at his past history. He didn't have Scarlet in his corner. He did great. So, if you want to talk shit about a wrestler because obviously you don't like how it's ran or you think he can't do this or without, um, let's back up the trolley there. I can name a half a dozen people in the main roster right now that can't do fucking shit without having help. Our wonderful fucking head of the table, Roman Reigns, Universal Champion, can't do shit without his Uso cousins or his walrus-looking motherfucker, Paul Heyman. So if you want to talk shit that people can't do stuff on their own, do your research, look around. But in the meantime, Keep carrying Cross out of your mouth. He'll beat your ass in a heartbeat with or without Scarlet. He does not need the Angel of Doom in his corner to take anybody down. Uh, Jolie? Want to add to that? Brock Lesnar lost in his debut. I'm pretty sure Charlotte lost in her Raw debut. Those are two of the most powerful people in, in wrestling in WWE at the moment. Terry and has never needed Scarlet. She rarely even interferes. And and if you want to get like that, you know, if we want to talk about people that have interference, oh, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, when he had Buddy Murphy and the authority, even the shield, you know, there's plenty of people that have had people that interfere. Doesn't mean shit. 
Carrion is still a beast. He's pissed off. What's one thing you don't do is piss off a beast. Do we have to remind everybody what happened to Seth Rollins when he pissed off Brock Lesnar before WrestleMania 35? He got his ass beat to ever-loving fucking shit. And it took Seth cheating to actually win the title by giving him a couple nut shots before the bell even rang. Right. So, once a beast, always a beast. People that either love him or hate him will stand with him. That's just facts. I mean, hell, Johnny Gargano can't do shit without Candace, but you don't bitch about that or Austin Theory. You know, Raquel Gonzalez can barely win some of her matches without Dakota Kai. And she's a fucking powerhouse. But she needs to have Dakota out there to interfere. Dakota needs Raquel out there to interfere. So, you know, it's, it's not a burial. And yeah, I get it. Trips is upset. But Jeff Hardy is a fucking legend, a fucking veteran. And he just outfoxed a monster. Sometimes the mouse gets away from the lion. No reason to be mad. We got no more words back. Fuck off. I don't care who won or lost that match. And if people want to get technical and everything, Jeff did have to use the ropes. So like that's like a small technicality and everything, but it's like, yeah, people need to calm down for real. Well, I mean, Nothing technically, I mean, still so have the Usos. They've used the ropes twice to beat Dominic and Rey Mysterio. That's true. So nobody really bitches and complains about that. They're all happy cheering for the Usos, which I don't get. But you know, I don't get it either. <laughs> all right, my turn. Speaking of Monday night, Bobby Lashley in the ring sends an open challenge. Whether it was for the title or not, he didn't technically say. Um, so he's waiting for his um, opponent, and out comes Mr. Keith Lee. I'm going to say first, I'm so happy he's back. It's been months. Before he got injured, he was in line to win the U.S. title. Everyone's been saying on Twitter, and I've been tagging WWE as well, we've missed this man, bring this man back whenever he he can, and stuff like that. So he's back on TV. Great. But the way they brought him back, yes, he gave Bobby Lashley a little bit of a run for his money, but in the end, he was used to put over his champion to set up a story we all knew was coming. This man... Deserved better than that for his return. I mean, yeah, even if you bring him out to do a squash match, I would have been happier with that. But it's like you brought him back with like no direction and just out there just to like take a fall for to Bobby and everything. I don't get it. And I don't appreciate it whatsoever. My, my Texas brother deserves better. I will say this. I will retract this if one or two things happen. Number one, the loss ends up... Uh, leading to him joining the Hurt Business. Or number two, he gets put in a U.S. title match, either one-on-one with Sheamus or a triple threat with Damian Priest. Those are the only two things. Other than that, I said this to these girls on Monday after the loss and everything. Fuck you, Vince. <sighs> All right, I'm done. Jolie, you want to add? No, because I'm, I take it in a completely opposite direction. I didn't see it as disrespect to Keith. I saw it really push 
Bobby Lashley to his limits, which he hasn't had, not even with Drew. They made, made Drew look kind of weak against him, but Keith really pushed him and it really showed how much of a powerhouse that Bobby is. So I, I did not see it as disrespect. Um, did not see it as a squash. It's going to lead to bigger things for Keith because they know, well, let me rephrase. The ones writing the the matches know how powerful he is, how good he is. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's it's going to lead to either him possibly either joining the Hurt Business, him possibly either uh, teaming up with T-Bar and Mace. That'd be good. Since he does have a very deep relationship with Dajakovic. And, you know, those three could run rough shot on everybody. And it could lead to, you know, uh, title matches for the Intercontinental title if he gets drafted to SmackDown when the draft comes up. Or the U.S. title, which, you know, he never really got his match for because he was injured, was he not? Yeah. So he could try to reclaim that. So, again, you know, I, I, I'm glad he's back. I, I'm glad he wasn't destroyed like Kofi Kingston was. I just think that, you know, we need to take a breath and step back sometimes when it comes to returning superstars, debuting superstars, because it's not the end all to be all when uh, an, uh, an NXT star comes up or uh, NXT star returns after energy, ener- ugh, injury um, coming back or a uh, or superstar coming back from injury or uh, time off. I just feel like, you know, wasn't a burial and i mean technically if we want to talk about you know they've been burying nxt guys i mean technically tony did beat zelina vega so that was definitely a win in the nxt column True. you know there, there's definitely it, it we can't automatically assume that well oh he lost a match jeff hardy used the ropes Oh, Bobby Lashley beat Keith Lee. Keith Lee's buried. Carrion's buried. This or that. or th- Number one, stop being toxic little cunts. Number two, stop being toxic little twats. Number three, go get help for both toxicity issues and seek medical attention, i.e. psychiatric help. Because the fact that you spend so much time being negative towards everything, everything, and then, you know, when another certain company brings these outside wrestlers in and like, you know, all these fan favorites from other shows or other things and all of a sudden they're buried, you don't talk about that. So stop, stop just hating on one company and be equal opportunity haters or equal opportunity, you know, defenders because it's what's actually tearing the IWC apart because there are goods out there. There are very bads out there. And, you know, the bads sometimes outweigh the good people because the good people know how to use that 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 thing three feet above their ass, which is called a brain. And if you don't know that movie reference, you're a fucking moron. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I said, if, they, if, if this t- turns into some kind of direction for Keith Lee, then I'll be happy and everything. But it's just like... There's just like a little bit of a sour taste. But like I said to Mia, I, I, I responded to one of her tweets. I said, win or lose, I'm so happy he's back. But Kayla, do you want to add anything to that one? Other than it's great to see him back. Um, 
it took my mom a while to figure out who it was because she didn't recognize the theme. And I was like, that's Keith Lee. No, it ain't. Yeah, it is. No, it ain't. Yeah, it is. You know, so really great to see him back. I think think it took the crowd a minute to realize who it was because they forgot. Yeah, and it was really good to see him back. But um, I will say this. It was great to see um, when Goldberg came out. It was great to see Bobby Lashley go, fuck. (laughs) That was just real great. It's just like, I think he just totally just crapped his pants right there. MVP kind of just stepped back like, uh, uh. Uh, what should I do? So, but yeah, it was just, right. it's great to see him back. Like you said, unfortunately, how we came back kind of is disappointing a little bit, but hey, maybe, maybe that's just to see if he can hang with the big guys, you know, put himself out there. Might be another new direction. Because technically, if you think about it, he should probably be U.S. champion right about now if he didn't get hurt. So, um, I hope he's definitely going to be a bigger, um, more opportunities for come and um and also uh, while we're on raw say something um i was kind of hoping Shayna would turn on naya but it turned out that they turned on reginald which i find out funny he turned around and won the 24 7 championship so kudos to you reginald but i hate to tell you bud you're running for you're running for your money and your ass now because they want you drew gulak our truth um who else was out there chasing it? Kira Tozawa probably wants it back. Yeah, yeah exactly. The spot, <laughs> spotlight's on you, bud. So, Just so everybody knows, though, um, Reggie trains with Ricochet, so he knows parkour very well. They're gonna, some of these guys are going to get better on their jumps. Looks like Lucha, Lucha Libres are going to get them before anybody else does. Probably, yeah. That one he did over Drew Gulak off the steps, and I was like, go, Reggie. <laughs> you know? Right? And, oh Drew, and Drew's just sitting there going, well shit <laughs> you know like, <laughs> but no kudos to um to uh reginald but another part of me kind of wants to see him get pinned by nye or shana just for the hell of it you know just really shana first <laughs> <laughs> if she even wants that title who knows <laughs> no she wants the raw women's championship or the smackdown so <laughs> oh uh, i'll bring that up in a second but <laughs> jester who are you opening court on Mr. Paul White of now AEW Notoriety had an interview with Fightful and proclaimed that the four horsewomen changed how we look at wrestling, women's wrestling that is, but Britt Baker and Rosa, Thunder Rosa, raised the bar. (coughs) Wrong, motherfucker, because every time that Charlotte steps in that ring, that bar gets raised. Every time that Sasha steps in that ring, that bar gets raised. Every time Becky or Bailey steps in that ring, that bar is raised to the fucking sky. They make sure they either put somebody over or they put on one of the best matches ever. Look at the match against Rhea and Charlotte on the Money in the Bank. That was probably their best match, better than WrestleMania. So Charlotte elevates people when she's in that ring. Sasha elevated the hell out of Bianca Belair. And no offense, Bianca Belair could beat the shit out of Britt Baker. And I will stand on that fucking mountain. And I would beat everybody down with Bianca's hair to prove a point. The matches between Becky and Asuka raised both of their abilities. And Bailey. Bailey has been putting people over and raising that bar every goddamn day 
during this pandemic. She has become a top tier heel. And, you know, Britt had to copy most of her shirts and sayings. So who's putting you over there, bitch boy? I'm sorry, big show. I'm sorry, not bitch boy, big show. No, bitch show sounds better. Bitch show. So yeah, no, you, you do not fucking say that they raise the bar. Thunder Rosa, she can get to the bar. She has earned her stripes. Brett, not so much. So you just want to sit your fat ass back down and, and chill out for a minute on there, buddy, because wrong take. Because ever since the inception of the Four Horsewomen, they have been raising the bar every goddamn match. You are guilty of being a stupid asshole. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I can't add too much to that because you nailed it. You nailed it and everything. I mean, as far as like with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and everything, they had one outstanding match to get. I mean, they've been barking back and forth. They're Biggest claim to fame besides Britt winning the title and everything was that unsanctioned match that didn't even count. And they, and I give Thunder Rosa more props than anything because she's making her way around and trying to elevate women's wrestling and everything. She's running Mission Pro out of Texas. That just they're now starting to hit the road a little bit and everything. But Britt's been mainly running her mouth, and yes, yeah, she's super over in AEW, but. What has she done? What has she done? Who has she put over? I don't, it, it's like, you nailed, it's like you nailed it, Jolly. I think like, this is one of my favorites. Which one of these four women have nas- been nationally televised hardcore match? Not taking away from any of their talents, but Paul has a point that he's making. And somebody said, Candace has. Listen, this one person has the best response. The AEW women have headlined one weekly television show and a very good match. But, one that was overhyped because it was AEW. WWE had two of the four horsemen and Ronda Rousey headlining WrestleMania. One good match doesn't raise the bar. Consistently or constantly putting out quality matches does. AEW has not done that. True. Absolute truth. And I could and and the women that I can name that raise the bar better than those those two, Diana Perazu, EO. Mm-hmm. Candice, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, um, Ember Moon, Shati Blackheart, Tegan Knox when she's healthy raises the damn bar. Her match against EO was fucking phenomenal. Even Carmella, Naomi, pretty much the entire women's fucking locker room elevate that bar higher than Britt Baker ever does. Yeah. So, you know, I get that he works for AEW now, but the fact is that, you know, when you can look outside of everything, it's a little bit different. Now, I don't know every Japanese wrestler out there, so I am ignorant when it comes to that, but I'm pretty sure there's some of those out there that elevate the bar. Fuck, Rio, of all people, elevates it better than Rosa and Brit. Hands fucking down. Rio is fucking amazing. And that's an AEW girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, How again, like, like Serena Deeb and then, um, shit. Yeah, I can go on. I can go on forever. Kayla, Kayla, what do you think? Want to get on on this? Pretty much, Jolie, our wonderful jester, has covered it most mostly. But um, 
I will say this, Paul, Big Show, Bit Show, whatever you want to go by. Um, I will say this. There will never be other four horsewomen. There will never be a Charlotte Flair again. There will never be a Bailey. There will never be a Sasha Banks. And there will never be a Becky Lynch. Those four have dominated the women's division. They have done great um, matches. The way they push people over. You know, dominant. Um, but hopefully, you know, there's so much, you know, history and you know moments championships between them both um two out of four has won a rumble one out of four has won a money in the bank um so my goal for all four of this lady ladies is to each of them win a money in the bank and a royal rumble before they retire from wrestling and i will say this at wrestlemania jolie has mentioned this before we want a fucking horsewoman package so we can be all four of them at the same time. <laughs> that will make everyone's life so much better. And and also, let's not forget that three out of the four horsewomen have headlined WrestleMania. Absolutely. Bailing these hers. And technically, WrestleMania 32 should have been the first women's main event because that was better than the men's match. Sorry, oh, yeah. not sorry. <laughs> um, also, let's jump into history. Two out of the four debuted in the first ever Hell in a Cell women's match all two, four of them have been in all four of them has recently been in it and also bailey and sasha had, was in the first ever women's elimination chamber match and became the first ever women wwe women tag uh, tag team champions <laughs> that can get tongue twisted there after a while oh i know uh, right <laughs> but you know so paul or whoever wants to dish or think that Britt baker don't get me wrong i love Britt baker but she is nowhere near as close and as good as the four horsewoman. And hey, Britt, come Wednesday, I hate to say it, but I hope someone beats your ass. I want to hear your theme, but don't come out and sit on commentary like last time. But anyway, every single four horsewoman could talk, could beat Britt Baker in the ring with their hands tied behind their back. I don't know what the hell AEW is going to do if she broke her wrist. I don't know. I just if she broke yeah. her wrist, if it's if it's a depending on what she did, yeah, because she took a she was at an event the other day, took a picture with uh, Paige Van Zant and everything, and she said I defended the title the other day with a bro- broken wrist, and she had like a big ass cast on it. Yeah, because Nyla got thrown into her by opponents or something like that, or somebody else. Somebody threw Nyla into her. Um, this is why I sent you guys that picture of me cussing out Jericho. When his Facebook page tweeted that, you know, Brett Baker was injured right. and everybody was blaming Nyla and calling Nyla a man. And again, mm-hmm. one of the major reasons I will never like AEW. I'm sorry. But if you're just going to not tell your fan base to shut the fuck up, and I get it, you're a Trumper, Jericho. You're a piece of shit, Jericho. But you need to stand up for your fellow female coworkers. Right. All right. So before we wrap this up and everything, a couple of interesting championship uh, turns this week. Money in the Bank, Monday night. We were expecting Becky Lynch. She didn't show up. What we did got get in return is a cash-in Monday night, and we have a new Raw Women's Champion, and her name is Nikki A.S.H. I was shocked that actually happened, and yet again, it was 
second, you know, second time that uh, Money in the Bank, uh, Charlotte had uh, lost the title because of a Money Bank cash in and everything. But it's just like, <sighs> Kayla, talk about a shocker, huh? Funny thing about that, you know, how you're sitting there thinking, okay, where is somebody? They just won Miss Money in the Bank. Where is she? She's laying low. Is she there? You know, it's just that moment like you haven't seen her. And mom was just sitting on the couch saying, where's Nikki at? I haven't seen her. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe she's laying low. Well, then that's when Charlotte got the rematch. Or Rhea got the rematch. Sorry. And the way it went down, her music comes out. I said, oh, no, here we go. Here she comes. And and I was like, okay, is she going to get it? Sure enough, she won it. I'm happy for her. I mean, because she never has never held a title, not even as Nikki Cross, never got anything at NXT. So, uh, well, she, tag titles, tag titles, tag titles. Oh, yeah, tag titles. Sorry, Nikki. You, I forgot about the tag titles. Wow. Um, what am I saying? I'm just happy for her. But I would say it's definitely a shocker because I didn't see see it happening so soon. But, you know, she officially cashed in. Um, I don't know how long they'll have her keep it. Um, but hopefully it's none of, none of the, um, hey, you got the title, let you take it away from you for 12, 13, 14, 15 days. But, um, the good news is, Kat, Sasha Banks no longer holds the long, uh, shortest reign at eight days for Raw Women's Champion. That goes to Charlotte for one day now. <laughs> Yay! Thanks, Nikki. Appreciate that. But anyway, uh, kudos to, uh, Miss Nikki for becoming champion. Um, just to let you know, everybody wants you now. Um, I'm pretty sure Ripley definitely wants another chance. Uh, the Queen is pissed off now. Um, Ms. Baszler probably looking forward. And um, however, whatever, Becky, I know you're probably scoping her out because you want another chance or whatever. But um, Nikki, whole women's division is coming after you. Even your friend Alexa probably wants that championship. Right. So everybody in the women's division wants it. I want it. Kat wants it. And Jolie wants it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, poor Alexa is stuck in a fucking thing with Eva Mendez or Eva Marie. Why is Eva? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't. With and that. I can't with the damn Drew Dewdrop name too. I'm waiting for her to turn on Eva. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right. But Jolie, Miss Nikki, Miss Nikki in the bank is not Miss Nikki, Nikki, Nikki with the cha- championship title. I am very happy for Nikki. Um, unfortunately, I feel horrible for Charlotte again. I feel that, like, you know, she's constantly putting on such great matches. She's putting on great promos. Whether the people love her or hate her or are just assholes to her, you know, it, it's, it, it just, it sucked that it came at her expense again. Um, and technically, Charlotte already held the shortest reign. She held it for like two minutes when Bailey cashed in. That was uh, SmackDown. That was SmackDown for like four minutes and hang on, let's see here. Yeah, it's like no more than five minutes, right? But she still has the shortest overall. Okay, but that's what I meant. Okay, uh, okay. Four because... minutes four minutes and fifty-two seconds. So technically Charlotte <laughs> already held because if you put women's title, it's the that's what came up. Okay. But, you know, but technically the shortest title reign ever was by Andre the Giant. It was like a minute and 58 seconds. I yeah, don't know true. how he lost the title. But... 
Like how how do you beat a giant? I mean, and who did he lose it to? I don't he know. For, I, if if I remember the story correctly, he he forfeited or he gave it to somebody. He didn't okay. actually lose it. He just gave it to somebody. But still, that was technically the shortest title reign. All right, all right, go ahead. But you know, I am very happy for Nikki. Nikki has put on bangers of matches. You know, the only thing that I have not liked is the amount of hatred that Nikki has gotten because of the whole almost a superhero gig. Here's the thing that nobody seems to be, you know, connecting in their fucking brains. She designed this. She chose this. She brought this baby to Vince McMahon and creative and got the okay for it. This was not, you know, WWE completely. This was a lot of Nikki. Mm-hmm. And Nikki is a fucking superhero. She's gone through her master's while wrestling that is fucking tough i think she wants to go for her phd so yeah nikki is a fucking superhero so the hatred that nikki has been getting i i I am sick and tired of it we do not support nikki slander in this household and on this podcast and if anybody decides to slander her i will be at lincoln financial field on august 12th and august 18th y'all can find me there and we will have a conversation because I'm tired of you fucking twit fucks thinking you're all big and bad behind a fucking mouse and keyboard. I'm not big and bad, but you know what? I'll step up to any of you fucking mooks. So leave Nikki alone. And I think that this makes it so much sweeter with her winning, getting money in the bank, winning the title and everything, because she's doing it with a persona and a character and everything that she created and got got the approval for and everything. That makes it so much sweeter. It does. I don't think that's what people understand. Yeah. I think, you know, what that's what Bougie was saying. Like, this is his, his creation, his character. He's real. A lot of this is the real Nikki. Mm-hmm. Like, that, she's a sweetheart. She wants to help people. And I'll honestly, I, and, and I feel that this is polar opposite of what's with, with Alexa. And part of me feels that, you know, I wonder if those two bounce these ideas back and forth between each other. Like, I'm going dark. We need somebody that's like, you know, light and different and a hero where i'm the devil and a demon and satan incarnate with a doll that's you want to fucking burn at the stake that makes chucky look tame i can't believe they're actually selling it now on wwe show (laughs) i don't fucking blame them because people want it but yeah no so it's like you know like part of me wonders that because those two were close outside of wrestling you know like is is that like you know and even Shana said, you know, every every superhero needs a villain. Well, Shana, you're already a villain, sweetheart, so you don't need to worry about that because there's no way in fuck you could ever be a face. I'm sorry, but you are meant to be a heel 100% of the time. But I feel like, you know, when it comes to truly, you know, good versus evil, I think Alexa and Nikki is going to be something that I would want to see as the first person that she goes against, even though it's not because she's got Rhea. She's got um charlotte she's got everybody else and from what i was reading in pittsburgh nikki was getting booed what yep Rhea was over with the fans i don't care what is it that daniel bryan used to say fickle 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 fickle. and then randy stupid stupid (laughs) oh my god it's like yeah that is stupid (sighs) <sighs> what Kayla 
No, I was just it sent me a co- information on WWE Shop. Morrison's wonderful new shirt. Ugh. America's most wanted with the moist. Drink. No, it's America's moist, moist wanted. wanted whatever. No, moist. 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 Whatever. Everybody that hates that word. Moist. Moist. <laughs> moist. I can, I can hear all the people cringing. I have no problem with saying that word, but apparently it's one of the worst, <laughs> one of the most hated words in the English language. Moist. <laughs> I don't hate it, but he's making it sound so perverted. <laughs> Which I gotta say, which was great. How I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, Riddle that night and he had took the drip stick away from the Miz and squirted at Omos. That was just great. Omos thought it was the Miz, poor Miz. But um, I know, right? Sheesh. Oh man! All right, one more championship swerve and everything. So Roman doesn't want Cena yet, but apparently, um, but apparently we're getting a Finn interference here. So it's like after Friday night, I have no idea what's going to be happening with this universal title match. I mean, I know we're going to get Cena eventually with Roman at SummerSlam, but it's like, is Finn going to be in the mix or not? I have no idea. Before I say anything else, I'm still laughing my ass off at Roman's Roman's promo from Friday night with the missionary positions reference and everything. Like this is how big of an asshole that Roman has come become. This Friday. proves how much of a stupid idiot Roman is because if he said 2015 Cena, yeah, missionary position would have made sense. But he was talking about 25, 20 or 2005 Cena, where he was still chain gang and yeah. rapping and being <laughs> a fucking badass. So there was no missionary position at all back then. That was all doggy style and raw. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that that threw me for a loop. I was like, all right, Roman, all right. <laughs> all right. But uh Jolie, what the hell is going on with this universal title picture? I'm looking forward to whoever challenges. If it's Finn, Finn can beat Roman. I know he can. Yeah. He he's just that good. Um, but it should, you know, I do like the option of Cena because Again, while, yes, Finn had a great pop, and I loved his match against Sami Zayn, and even though I know you just absolutely love Sami, Kayla, it was such an amazing thing to hear the crowd sing his theme, and you saw him break character for a microsecond and smile when he heard it as well. So, you know, it was really nice, you know, to see the fans, even though he's an annoying heel, absolutely love and respect him for everything that he's done uh but you know whether it's the the attitude adjustment the five knuckle shuffle or a coup de gras into the 1916 i don't care i just want him to lose the fucking title plain and simple i don't care who goes for it either one is a fantastic match waiting to happen Mm -hmm. i mean even if I mean, even, I mean, we know if he loses the title at SummerSlam, he'll get it back before WrestleMania when uh, he's supposed to go against The Rock and everything. But I mean, I think that would be like the best time if, if he loses at SummerSlam. So now you've got the head of the table shaken up. You got him angry. You got him pissed off. And maybe he wins the title, not at whatever. Maybe he somehow re-wins the title either at the Royal Rumble, TLC, or even at Survivor Series where they sometimes actually do put the titles 
on the line. Or, or um, no, 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 no. He re-wins, He wins it back at Clash of Champions, where every championship is up. So he wins it there. So he gets maybe like two or three months without the title, right. which I think is fine. I think having a, another interim title holder and it would build up the bloodline storyline even better, especially if they bring Naomi into the mix. Because then you'll have the Usos versus the Street Profits, Bianca versus the um, Bianca versus Naomi, and then you know having somebody like Finn or Cena even teaming up with the people with uh, the Street Profits, which I think Cena with the Street Profits is going to be fucking hilarious. To be perfectly honest, yeah. um, you know that would be a perfect fucking you know a way to 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 solidify Cena staying for a little while. Um, I mean, I know he's staying through the end of August, but, you know, there's always a possibility for Cena to stay longer, especially if he's bringing in the ratings. Right. But, yeah, no, either way, I'm I'm happy with what happens. But, I, like I said, I do wish that Roman would lose. And then this way you can get another level of Roman. Right. Because right now he's kind of stagnant. I want to see vicious Roman. I want to see angry Roman. I want to see the bloodline actually acting like they're supposed to like taking heads to bloodying people up, anything like that. And on a side note, thank you Shotzi and Tegan for shooting Corbin in the nuts. Like I can't break. Like I, I, I don't get that storyline, but I absolutely fucking love it. I don't know why, like watching that man be miserable, knowing that he's made my life miserable as a fan. Yeah, perfectly exactly. great. It's like, this finally they, they get that the fans hate him and i swear to god if they say he has to get a job at olive garden i'm gonna fucking lose my shit because he got me banned he banned me he blocked me on twitter for calling him an olive garden server well i was like hey i had a point maybe if you're nicer to people <laughs> all right but kayla send your boy where do you see this universal title picture going well knowing how smackdown went where roman's like who is this guy i can beat him you know basically saying you know and then the crowd chanting roman scared and you know him running his mouth his running his mouth i wouldn't mind seeing john take it from him which is great to see him back in the ring um because the crowd went wild but the chance that finn stepped up to him let me give you a little history lesson mr Roman Reigns. August 21st, 2016, Finn Balor defeated Seth Rollins to become the first ever WWE Universal Champion. August 21st, 2021, SummerSlam. If this match is made official, Finn Balor's going to your ass, especially if you continue to turn him down. I mean, not turn him down. Um, say, oh, I can beat him. He don't deserve this. You know, underestimate him. Yeah, underestimate him. You're going to unleash that demon, and it's going to come back at SummerSlam. You're going to lose that title. So I'm going ahead and lay the line down right now. August 21st, 2021, SummerSlam, Las Vegas. Demon is going to come out, and the head of the table is going to bow down to the demon, and we're going to see him crying. Because he no longer has his gold. Ooh. That's, like I said, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to build that up. But I, you think about it. August 21st, five years ago, Ben Balor won at SummerSlam Universal Championship. 
Now it is his time to show that he belongs. And by the way, bud, happy 40th birthday. Hope you're enjoying your day, having fun, whatever you're doing. Um, but uh, yeah, head of the table. If he, if he gets out of this one, it ain't gonna, it ain't, yeah, it's not over. So, oh, wow. I did have a prediction, but you, you, I don't want to say it now because I, I like your theory better. <laughs> Let's hear it. What's it what, what? Okay. Before Finn got into the mix, I was telling Steve and everything. Here's my prediction Cena would end up winning the title from Roman, getting number 17, getting the historical one. And then either that night or the following SmackDown, he would get paid a little visit by the Usos, beating him to beating his ass down pretty big. And then we would get a cash in from Biggie. That can work. No, Biggie. I'm. I'm. My prediction is Biggie's going raw. He's going to take the title from Bobby Lashley because what they're saying is that they want. They kind of want the New Day back together, um, but still keep them like you know singles and. So they, they really want to bring, because Big E's great on his own, but he is missing something, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like they can still do their own thing, but still be a tag team when they need to and stuff. Yeah. And it could be that, you know, Big E wins the title and they win the tag championships. But could you imagine that? Usos versus New Day, SummerSlam, or Survivor Series? Tag champs versus tag champs. Roman <laughs> versus Big E. Run that back. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, there is one other thing that I want to bring up. And we brought uh-uh. this up last uh, last couple of weeks about Jimmy Uso's DUI. Yeah. So a lot of us were saying that, you know, he got preferential treatment because of Roman. And unfortunately, Jeff Hardy got the same treatment when he had his DWIs, DUIs. He won the uh, U.S. title, I think, back in 2018, 2019 after his one arrest. It, it's it and it and I will say this, you know, people say, well, you didn't speak on that. Well, I'm saying this right now. I, I will say this because a local firefighter from Paoli County up in Pennsylvania was struck and killed by a female drunk driver while assisting at an accident site. I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care if you're my favorite wrestler, Jeff Hardy, my favorite one of my favorites, Jimmy Uso. I don't care if you're fucking Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I don't care if you're Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, any of you stupid motherfuckers out there. I don't care. You drive drunk. You are a menace to society. Get fucking help and get off TV for a while. Because I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the head of the table. I don't care if you're under the table sucking dick. You do not deserve a title. You do not deserve main event spots. You do not deserve anything. You deserve to sit in fucking rehab and you deserve to not be rewarded. And like I said, when it happened to Jeff Hardy, it kind of pissed me off then too, but it kind of hit more close to home because I grew up in that area. I didn't know the man, but, you know, watching the funeral procession or um, the procession to the funeral home on Twitter today, you know, I was crying because this man went to save somebody's life, help somebody and dies because of somebody's stupidness. And she was female. She was white. And it was her birthday. Well, I hope this bitch gets life in prison, but she won't because she's white. I guarantee she won't get maybe five, ten years max, if that. You know, if she has no priors, she might get off on uh, probation. And it's a sad fucking reality. You know, I, I it, don't don't fucking drink and drive. 
because that's not a speed bump you're hitting. That's a human being. That's somebody's pet. That's, that's somebody's car. That's a motorcycle. That's a human being, an animal. And there's things called Ubers for a reason. Download the app and fucking use it. And that's all I want to say because, like, you know, people have been arguing back and forth in this one group I'm in about, you know, well, people didn't talk about Jeff when he won the title and people bitching about the uses. No, I've actually, I think I've I, even back then before I knew you ladies, I was saying that he didn't deserve the title. And I'm a huge Jeff Hardy fan. I got to meet the man. I love him to death. Getting, getting his autograph and getting his wrist, his arm brands, one of the coolest experiences of my life. But you don't fucking do that. I think this was after he came back from his stint in rehab and he was healthy. He's healthy again and not being an idiot. Um, yeah. So it's just, please, for the love of God, if you're going to drink, have a DD or call an Uber or drink at home. That's all. I think we'll just go ahead and leave the episode at that. I don't think there's much else to add to that. So that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.